Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning 101. And welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KETX KWBY. Terry Slavin's with you on this marvelous Monday morning, and we're joined by Brett Robinson. He has a special guest, John Riggins, on the phone with us. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Terry. Thanks for uh, uh, having us here today on this. What a beautiful morning it is here in Texas. Good morning. Yeah, John, thanks for joining us. So I'll just open it up here. Uh, I know a lot of times you guys get to hear my wife angela and the good news is is on radio i'm about as good looking as she is so we get out of radio we got a problem uh, but john thanks for coming on we got a special guest today and i tell you it's going to go and open the avenue for people to really hopefully understand more of what he can do john riggins is with the better business bureau out of abilene he's been there in abilene since 2016 uh, however, his experience with the BBB has been going for many, many years. He worked as the CEO of BBB in Fort Worth for 22 years, and uh, he helped start the uh, Be- Better Business Bureau in Pensacola, Florida in 1985. And uh, both of those uh, BBBs more than doubled in size while it was under uh, his leadership. Uh, so we're excited to have him. and. Part of that growth is going to be the community's understanding how they can best use the the BBB and and what are some of the avenues that they can help. So, John, we're sure glad to have you on today. And I guess uh, one of the first questions we'll have for you, and we'll just keep this open, but kind of help us understand the BBB and and what's one of the number one services that the, the Better Business Bureau can offer for our listeners. Well, the service that gets used the most for uh, uh, from the Better Business Bureau is our inquiry service. Now, that's where people go to uh, bbb.org, and uh, anywhere in the big country, uh, we can help them out. We take care of that database. So if somebody wants a, uh, uh, to know if a company has a complaint or an inquiry or a, uh, a new address or a phone number, they can go to bbb.org and pull that up and check out. Uh, the information that we currently have on the company. Each each one of those records is updated once every three years. And so that's um, a major workload. And anyway, it happens somewhere, somewhere between 7,000 and 10,000 times a month uh, at this local bureau. Someone uh, pulls up on BBB.org information looking for a business to find out how long they've been in business, what's their letter grade, do they have a complaint, or do they have reviews. And, and that is our number one service far and away. People know us for complaints, but we we've had the the largest impact on the big country by way of uh, inquiry service. So if I have a, a, a job or a, a home situation I want to take care of, whether it's a plumber or a roofer or, or anything like that, uh, a good place outside of the yellow pages would be the BBB to turn to to uh, to really find out. Uh, what they're made of but when, when I get on there what do I find and, and how do I know that information is uh, is accurate or not false information trying to lead me astray 
Well, here's what you want to look for. You want to look for the establishment date of the business. The establishment date is it will tell you basically how long they've been in the area and how long we've actually tracked the company. You want to know how many complaints they have, and, and uh, you want to know what the, their letter grade is. So the letter grade is, a, is a, uh, a formula that includes over 100 fields of information. So um, pay attention to the letter grade. Of course, you want to know who the contact is as well. But those pieces of information are what you want. And um, really, I think the two biggest ones is, is how long the company's been established and uh, their letter grade, because it, it just says a lot in a little bit of time. Gotcha. Hey, John, one question I have for you here real quick is you, you keep talking about the letter grades. Is this a typical school grading system, A through F? Yeah, to that degree, it is a typical uh, school system, A through F, um, uh, but it's done in in, uh, in actual time. I mean, a, a letter grade can be one thing today and another thing tomorrow based on a closed complaint that was unanswered or a license that expired or there's any number of inform- pieces of information. Say, let's, let's just say the date of establishment that we had, we checked it out and it, it didn't turn out that that was correct. So they wouldn't get the credit toward that establishment date. So um, how do you know it's it's uh, true? Well, we depend a lot on people's feedback, you know, what they tell us about a business, and, and we research it ourselves. First, the business gives us information, and then we double-check it with the uh, licensing departments and with the uh, different databases within our industry to, to double-check it. So... Uh, you know somebody's definitely worked on it. It, it. There's no guarantee. I mean, it's a database, so there's no guarantee it's going to be perfect. Sure. But it's uh, it's a live, living database, and uh, it helps a lot of people every day. So it's worth a shot. Sort of like uh, your credit score is fluid. If you have a miss a 30-day late, all of a sudden your credit score is going to take a hit. If you find some misinformation or you have a complaint that's not answered, that credit, uh, the grade on the Better Business Bureau can also take a hit. Absolutely. it's uh, A lot of uh, people in this business like to call it an algorithm but with, what, with the credit bureaus and with the Better Business Bureaus. And the reality is it's a formula. It's not an algorithm. It's, it's not a series of formulas. It's just one formula, but it has a lot of data that goes into it. And uh, uh, it, it's all assigned a numeric value. Uh, like, for example, it would be 20-something points off if somebody had an unanswered complaint. So out of the 100 possible, they'd be in a B-minus area uh, just with one unanswered complaint. Gotcha. Got, you know, we, we talk about complaints, and the saying goes is if, if something good happens, we'll tell our neighbor. If something bad happens, uh, we'll tell the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's kind of how it works. What about if somebody did a great job and you want to share that information? Is that something that you can find on the uh, BBB or, or your site or sources as well? Yeah, absolutely. You can go do a review on the company um, and put that positive information in there. Now, uh, buyer beware, if, if, uh, if this is the company doing it and we're, we're not able to verify the email address, then we won't publish it. So we do check fake scores for reviews, although reviews by their nature, they're not going to be 100% accurate no matter what you do. So you're making sure that if, if I want to tell somebody good things about myself, that's probably not going to be able to be a, re- a review that's posted. It has to be from another source. Yes. 
and country-wise, if you are uh, wanting to run down a competitor by way of review, we check that as well and assign it a fake score and, and uh, either publish it or don't publish it based on that. Oh, that's great. I know, I know you talk about uh, members. What about somebody that's not a member? Is there uh, going to be any information to find out uh, about different companies out there that may not be a, a current member of the BBB? Oh, absolutely. That's a common misunderstanding. Uh, we have about 700 businesses that are accredited with the Better Business Bureau, and they're funding this whole show. But we track over 11,000 records, 11,000 different businesses. So you can see just from those numbers that uh, the vast majority of, of businesses we have are not accredited with the BBB. And the reason for that is obvious enough. I mean, we don't really want everybody, and, and that's how this business is set up. We want the best of the best so that when the hail hits and, and there's a lot of property damage, that we're giving out information about companies that have a history of taking care of their uh, complaints and their business in general. Oh, that's great. And with that in mind, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about hail with the weather that's been going on. So stay tuned. Segment two, Life Planning 101 on this beautiful Monday morning. We have lots of great information from the Better Business Bureau with John Riggins and Brett Robinson. Brett? Yeah, thank you. And, and, and a reminder I should have opened the show with is, you know, we're not talking about anything financial here or, or the planning-wise, but are we? Because uh, remember, everything that you do in your life is a piece of your overall picture. And uh, we're, we're happy to, again to have... John, the president, John Regan is the president of uh, the Abilene Better Business Bureau with us today because if something happened to you and you chose the wrong company, uh, then you could have a financial hit. Uh, and this is something that's important. And I know we were talking earlier, John, about the, uh, the weather in, in Texas and Abilene and the surrounding areas of Eastland and all of Texas. It happens to be a hailstorm that comes through every now and then. And, and uh, you know, all of those companies that work in the area they're all from Abilene or Eastland or Graham or Stephenville. They're, they're, they're never from another state, right? <laughs> Depends on how much damage. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So, so part of uh, help us understand, you know, because a lot of times the, uh, the insurance for the, uh, the homeowner that they have a company that if something doesn't go right and they call that they have somebody there to take care of things to give them that confidence. Right. Well, typically your insurance company will have a list, but you really you of, of vendors that they're comfortable with. But you really want to do your own homework to check that out. Um, uh, you want to check how long the company's been in business, who that roofer actually is, um, and uh, the reason for that is you just don't want to take that financial hit. I mean, to some degree, when you have or when we have a hailstorm and we need a new roof, for example. There is a financial hit in there, but it's only a deductible. It's not the whole roof. Uh, and thank goodness for that if we're properly insured. But the uh, the other parts of it is that there are, um, there are ways to get that done, and then there's ways to get that done. And, and the best way to do it is to get two or three bids on your own and get some education on the topic and just see what there is out there to offer from the different roofers and see what their track record is. You know, if they've been in the area five years and they've uh, and they don't have a complaint, or they have complaints, more importantly, it's even to my mind, it's even better to do business with somebody that has a complaint that took care of it than it is with somebody with no complaints, because you know, uh, to have a business is to get a complaint. I mean, that's just what it is, and it's an opportunity for improvement. And 
of course it's disappointing and and on the business's point of view but they happen and that's part of life so it's that's part of what you get into when you're running a business so uh, those things are okay but what you want to know is how do they handle it i mean did they tell the consumer to go to or did they take care of it no, that's that's great information. We appreciate appreciate that. And if anybody has more questions, don't hesitate to call the the BBB about a, a company or how to do that. But we're going to switch gears here now a little bit about a. There's another service that I didn't know, John, until we met the first time. Uh, that's available through you guys, and it's, it's it's really neat. And and I tell you, we work with all ages, business owners, and and uh, different individuals out there. But we also have a group of uh, of older. Uh, individuals and families that we work with and I don't know if it's age-based or not probably to some degree you can elaborate on that Uh, but you get phone calls or you get emails or you get things that happen where it's it's a scam and technology and things out there can make things seem real these days that are uh, very dangerous and uh, I'll throw the name out there. It's it's Scam Tracker, but I'd, I'd sure like you to share more on that. And I think this is something, the listeners, you really want to pay attention on how to use this because it could be beneficial to you to, to. It's kind of like a buyer beware situation to find out what's going on. Well, uh, Scam Tracker is is a uh, program that we have set up. It was it was made possible through a grant, a company grant, and it started about two and a half, maybe three years ago. And it's it's there specifically for taking care of scams, not really complaints per se, but but uh, and these really aren't companies. These are like individuals calling from boiler rooms in India and uh, Africa or Costa Rica, and they've got their latest scam. They've got our phone numbers, and they're calling over and over, and they want our personal information. Um, and it give this gives us a way to fight that, uh, specifically scam tracker. Uh, allows us to put the phone number in there that they, of the person or uh, that is trying to pull the scam or asking us for all this information, so that we can track that and we turn that over uh, on a nightly basis to the government agencies interested in these uh, scams. So, um, scam tracker has been something that's come up because complaint handling is just doesn't get the job done with when somebody's intent to start with is just to is to steal somebody's identity or to, or to take money out of their bank account or get a credit card uh, by misleading methods. You know, a, a, an individual just doesn't have any long-range plans of staying in business. It's really not a business. It's just a scam. So that's what the Scam Tracker is all about. And uh, all throughout the big country area, uh, the 13 counties that we handle, you see different examples of what's going on. So if you go to uh, Google and you pull up BBB Scam Tracker, you can read what's going on in, in Eastland. What scam calls are happening? Are, 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 there, are there government grant scams going on? Are there tech support scams going on? Are there counterfeit product scams going on? And it's a chance for your neighbor really to sound off and, and help the others but you know we're forever getting the phone call here where people say yeah i've been called six times in the last hour by this by this company that has a thick accent from you know some foreign country now, what can you do to help me well scam tracker is step number one there are other steps after that it's like getting an app on your phone like robo killer and that kind of thing but uh, these calls that and, and it's not just phone calls but it's it's mostly phone calls generating from outside of the country 
are a different animal because it, the laws of our uh, country really don't apply there. And so what we've got to do is, is uh, make a convincing case, aggregate all the information, make a convincing case, and then have the government agency contact that other country and say, hey, look, we need your help on this. And if we have sway with that, with that uh, country, then uh, now we can get something done. No, that's great. And it might be helpful, those, those apps that you're talking about. I know you mentioned there was a couple of them to be able to look into. And, and I found it interesting how they work and turn off the, the scammer to, to hang up. Uh, they ask different questions and kind of lead them on until they give up, if I, if I remember correct. Right. That's the one called Robo Killer. Um, it kind of reverses the scam. It tries to uh, let the scammer uh, get the impression that you're going out and doing stuff like walking across your house and, and getting your checkbook or, or going and getting information, and, and then you, you make some excuse. Then the Robo Killer makes some excuse why the why they can't do it now, but please hold on the line, and it'll get, it'll go 30 minutes into a phone call with these folks and what it does is it just frustrates them it re- it, it reverses the scam really <laughs> yeah no that's good that good makes it makes it a little bit of fun if you could actually be on the line and watch them trying to uh, to get through and and talk to that uh system would be would be fun uh but this i've is- had several seniors tell me they just had a blast with it because it it um, it comes up with stuff they wouldn't think of and it was just it's just clever yeah, that's no joke. It's no laughing matter. When you hear people that have been scammed, sometimes it's, uh, it can be very sad and, and great people get taken advantage of, and it's a sad situation. So uh, this is very helpful information. And, again, uh, I know they can go to the BBB website and get more information. And, and uh, again, everybody's put so much time into their life getting to where, where you are today, and uh, there's no need for, for one guy to, or one scamming company to, to come through and wipe any part of your life that you put together for you. But with that being said, uh, we're going to take our second break, and we'll be back here in just a minute. Hang tight. And the final segment, Life Planning 101. Lots of great information from the Better Business Bureau. Brett? Yeah, this is, this is great information. And again, we've got the president of uh, the uh, Abilene Better Business Bureau, John Regan's on the phone. We appreciate him being here. We could go on. We're just talking about how we could go on for a long time, and we don't have a long time. Uh, Last thing we were going over was the uh, uh, scam tracker and how you can utilize that in your community. So, again, go on the the BBB site and look that up in your community and and find out how to use it. If you have questions, uh, I know you can reach out to the Better Business Bureau, and they'll be able to help you uh, with that service as well. Another topic we want to go into is is really, and uh, John, you can elaborate on this, is complaint handling. He was telling us how many complaints he's dealt with over his career. And if you'd share that number again and kind of lead in with that and, and help us understand how to utilize the, the complaint handling system. Well, I've, I've uh, been the administrator for or worked on over 300,000 complaints in, in about four different states um, during my career. So uh, complaints binds, it can be uh, gee, it can it can take ten minutes and it can take gee six months to to work on a complaint just depending on how complex it is. But they, it breaks down into three different areas. Uh, one is uh, conciliation, another is mediation, and the last one is arbitration. Uh, the fewest number of complaints actually go to arbitration because that's a very formal process. And everybody has to sign a contract saying they'll go by what the arbitrator says. 
So, by and large, we handle our resolution rate at this Better Business Bureau um, is over 80%. Oh, that's great. Which means, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, higher than any other place I've worked. And, and the biggest part of that is, you know, businesses in Eastland don't want to don't want to mess over people in Eastland. I mean, it's just not a smart business strategy. Right. Uh, so if there is a complaint, they jump on it. Uh, and the same thing happens in Abilene, same thing happens in in uh, Holly and everywhere else in, in the big country area. So there are very few companies that tell us, you know, when we send a complaint that, you know, we're not going to do anything about that. What if they don't do anything about it? What's that next step? Well, that happens. And so we go back and forth with consumer and business, and we'll do that twice uh, during the uh, conciliation stage, and then we'll try to uh, resolve it like that. The biggest uh, indicator of whether it's going to be resolved is that if people keep the line of communication open. Specifically, the best way I know to to, to make a complaint live or to give it breath is to uh, is to refuse to talk about it. That gives a complaint life. Uh, so I know it's a friend of mine used to teach a customer service seminar, and he said, well, when people complain, really what they're asking you is, they say, hey, do you care enough about me to, to, to solve this? Right. Because it's a vulnerable time. When we complain, that's a vulnerable time because we don't know whether somebody's going to give a rip about that or not. And this could be very important to us or it could be not important at all, but Odds are pretty good if they are raising their voice. It's an important issue to them, even though it's uh, a quarter's worth of, of uh, business. So if it's treated that way, typically uh, you gain an amount in the emotional bank account for the consumer. So if the business will just listen, listening is just the biggest skill set that helps with complaint handling. Well, just to show that they, they care about what's important. And it doesn't mean all consumers have the right complaint or, you know, there's going to be an, right. uh, complaints out there that are not justified. But the fact that the uh, consumer listens. So, and I know we can go on a long time about this. We're coming to the end of the end of the show. Just one real quick, John, if you would. What if it does go to that last step? Well, uh, less than two percent do, but we offer at that point uh, arbitration. So we have a trained arbiter. Uh, we have a, a pool of arbiters who will sit down and listen to the complaint. Before that happens, though, they have to uh, sign an agreement to arbitrate. Both parties have to. So we uh, we define the scope of the complaint and what can possibly be won or lost, and then both parties, if they agree to that, they sign the contract, and then we go out and we recruit our arbitrator, who's an already trained, experienced person, and then we have an arbitration that typically lasts about an hour. Well, that's something that's nice to know you have it on your side. Nobody wants it to go that far. A lot of times that gets ugly. We're going to have to step off here. John, we thank you so much for coming on. We didn't get into it, but get a hold of John Riggins. Get a hold of your Better Business Bureau. Uh, if, if you're a business, find out how to become a member and utilize that to benefit you and to help your business grow. And again, here at Kennedy Financial Services, check us out at kennedy-financial.com. If you have any questions, email that to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. God bless everyone and have a great day. Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY. And again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY.
WBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates, Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.